Welcome back to The Room Where It Happens, a podcast brought to you by MASCD. Today, we welcome a board member, Carrie Gallagher. She currently serves as assistant principal for teaching and learning at St. John's Prep. When she's not doing that job, she is a keynote speaker. She also works for Connect Safely as the director of education. She was an ASCD emerging leader, an Adobe education leader, and spends her time supporting educators across the nation. So Carrie, welcome in to The Room Where It Happens. All right, we are continuing with our MASCD podcast, and I am extremely excited to welcome an educator who I have seen for a few years now, really changed the scope of education, really put herself out there, provide professional development, provide resources, provide education for so many educators and beyond the work that she does. And I want her to talk about that. I've seen it on the MASCD board and we're extremely happy and lucky to have her as a part of us. So I want to welcome in Carrie Gallagher to the MASCD new podcast that we're launching for this season. Oh, I'm excited about this podcast. Thank you for um, inviting me to join. Of course. So tell us a little bit about yourself and in the role that you're working in education right now. Sure. So I have a couple of roles. Um, my primary role is that I serve as the assistant principal for teaching and learning at St. John's Prep in Danvers, Massachusetts, which is a school for boys for grades six through 12. Um, my role is because we function much more like a district than just a school in terms of the scope and size. My role is uh, similar to your average uh, director of digital learning or um, assistant superintendent, or actually maybe a hybrid between those two. I work closely with our um, IT department to develop the systems and structures and infrastructure that's needed so that our students and teachers have access to what they need. And I also um, supervise our instructional coaching staff and our digital learning staff, um, as well as um, helping to create all of our professional learning programming for our teachers. So you can see there's a lot of crossover there. Um, we provide um, not just training on how to use digital tools, but training. We, I, I also um, help create our, our uh, mentorship program for our first year teachers, for instance, that's a part of my role as well. So you can see there's, there's a lot here in, um, in serving our teachers and making sure that they get what they need to really put out the best possible experience for our students in the classroom. So no, that, that's, that, go ahead. I said, that is awesome. And it seems so all encompassing. You, you have a, a piece of everything in, in your support and you also do a lot of support off campus. Tell a little bit about some of the work that you do outside of your day-to-day job. Yeah, yeah. So I also work as the director of education for an internet safety nonprofit that's based in California called Connect Safely. Um, that work has really been incredible in terms of feeding my day-to-day -day work at my school, but also keeping me connected nationally with policymakers, um, the, the folks who work for the corporations that develop the products that we use at our school, and also helping to be a, a national voice for great topics like media literacy, data privacy, digital citizenship, um, and really provide resources to educators and parents all over the country and programming too, um, so that they feel empowered to um, really encourage the, the children that they care for to use the tools that they have at their fingertips in a way that is productive and engaging, but is also safe. Um, and so I, I really love that work. Right now, what we're working on is that we are the U.S. host of Safer Internet Day, 
which happens every February. It's um, a day of awareness and observation that's observed in over a hundred countries across the world. And we have the privilege of being the US host. And so we're working fast and furious to develop programming. Normally we host it in a city somewhere in the United States and we welcome in the, the students from that public school district. We've been in Philadelphia, Austin, Texas, LA, um, Seattle, all over the country. This year we're doing it like everybody else is virtually. And so we're developing a really robust virtual program and I'm excited to, to release that soon. Wow, that sounds like that sounds like a lot and you're doing so so many amazing things. So thinking back to you know high school or even before, what made you want to go into education? Oh my goodness, I did not want to be a teacher when I was a K-12 student at all. So um, I love the way you frame that question so that I would answer it that way. <laughs> I, um, I really, my passion was um, history and social studies and in particular politics. I really love the study of government and politics and law. Um, and that was my major in college, it was politics. And then I went on to, to law school and got my law degree um, and but I went to law school nights while teaching full-time. Um, so I, I got involved in education because as somebody who was majoring in politics and working on political campaigns and interning in government offices when I was an undergrad, it became apparent that education was um, an omnipresent issue that was hotly debated publicly and that I needed to learn more about the inner workings of education. And so one of the internships that I took on was student teaching while I was undergrad. and. I fell and, in love really fast, and, unexpectedly. And where did you do that? Um, I studied undergrad at St. Anselm College in New Hampshire, and okay. my internship was at uh, Manchester, Manchester Central High School, which is the largest um, high school in the largest city in New Hampshire. Awesome. So that, that experience kind of pushed you a little bit towards the path you're on now? It did. It did. I, um, I learned that I really love uh, hanging out with adolescents. I think that they're fun and funny and they're unexpected and they're incredibly smart and insightful. And we can learn as much from them as, uh, as we can teach them. No, that's awesome. And well, I know I, I don't want to speak for the whole educational system because I don't have that level of uh, power, but I know we're lucky to have you in the field because of all the work that you're doing. So you did also mention that your role has shifted over the last two years into a leadership role um, and still continue to do the educational leadership piece of this. But what made you move from the classroom or more of an educator teacher role into a school leader role? Sure. So after 12 or 13 years of teaching full time, um, it became apparent that the use of digital tools in my own classroom was really changing the way my students were able to engage with the content. And... I became pretty passionate about empowering my colleagues to have the same experience, to be able to really innovate their classrooms and feel excited about every single lesson, every single day. Um, and so I started doing some kind of um, undercover coaching of my colleagues um, at my school where I was teaching full-time. And that led to a transition, um, oh gosh, six or seven years ago into being a digital learning specialist, which is a, a coaching role for teachers. Um, and so I fulfilled that role as a digital learning specialist for three or four years, and then an opportunity to move into administration opened at my school at St. John's, and I applied for it and was um, fortunate enough to be um, selected to be the first person to fill this role. And so I've been able to kind of craft it and make it myself over the past three years um, based on what fits with our mission and vision as a school and 
um, you know, based on the research and experience that I have, like you mentioned, outside of my school as well. Right. Um, so that that's kind of the journey to how it happened. That's awesome. And, and just hearing this and some of this, and, and, and I've known you for a few years now and followed your work, um, this is some of it's new to me. So this is part of why we're, we're having this, this time as a board to, to really get educators, influencers like yourself to share your story, to talk about ways that you can be impactful in, in whatever roles you have. And, and sometimes I've seen people who are struggling with their journey or, or having some missteps and sadly sometimes give up on going into the education field or trying to be a, someone who's an influencer like yourself. For those educators who are kind of struggling or, or just starting even, what are some of the suggestions that you would give or that have worked for you to really take that role of teacher now going to an influencer and supporting many educators across the country? Um, I think that number one, if you're struggling, we all have moments in our careers when we struggle. And so first of all, give yourself permission to struggle and, and give yourself an opportunity to really ask yourself the questions to get to the core of where that struggle is coming from. Um, a couple of tips. Number one, hook yourself up with someone who you consider a mentor, who is strong in the areas where you have um, room for growth and um, develop that mentor-mentee relationship and ask them questions about their journey and what they've done so that you can not necessarily mimic what they've done, but learn from their mistakes and um, have somebody to bounce ideas off of. I think having mentors who are experts in different areas has really benefited me over the years. Number two, watch your colleagues teach. And I think that actually is easier now than it's ever been because all we have to do is click a link and we have a window into our colleagues' classrooms. Um, whereas before we had to look at the schedule and we had to walk across campus to you know, sit in the back of somebody's classroom and maybe it felt awkward to be sitting in a colleague's classroom. Now you're you know, just another square on the screen. And I think as now that I'm an administrator and I observe teachers more than I ever have before, and I actually had the opportunity to do that as a digital learning specialist as well, I will say I've learned more in the last six years as a coach and administrator than I did in the 13 years prior, um, because I'm able to watch so many people do the craft of teaching. So the more you can observe, the better. No, I think that's fabulous. And both of those are, are very close to, to my passion and drive of uh, mentoring and, and really building a culture of a school. So I think that's great. So you said there at the end that you've learned a lot over your, your time and observing and, and being in classrooms and, and seeing the, the landscape of education. But let's, let's, back up that timeline a minute over the last 12 months and things have changed a lot in education. What's something that you've learned about yourself during this time? Um, something that I've learned is that um, I guess this isn't a new lesson. It was just a good reminder that exercise and sleep are really important. Um, and the more I prioritize those things, the better I am at my job, at being a mom, at being a wife, at I mean, basically everything. So um, just remember teachers out there that taking care of yourself first will make you better at what you do for everybody else. Um, and then additionally, I would say that um, it's really good for us to be challenged, to be creative. Um, and that while it can feel like it's a mountain to climb to try to figure out how to teach in these new circumstances, 
it all, it's also incredibly gratifying once you're on the other side of that mountain and you look back and say like, I did that, look at what I did. So as much as we're feeling all the feelings of being overwhelmed and mourning the loss of the way things used to be, allow yourself to feel the good feelings too. Allow yourself to feel those sense of accomplishment and um, a job well done. No, I think the, the, that's great. And, and it's so empowering to, just to hear that to, you know, as you said, give yourself permission to struggle, take care of yourself and, and, and challenge yourself to create. Those are definitely things that I'm going to take away from, from today. And I hope our, our listeners do as well. So this was just a short snippet into to your journey, into your background. If people want to learn more about your work or follow you, where, where would you direct them? Oh, thank you for asking that, Matt. I appreciate it. Um, you can find me on all the social media at kerryhawk02. So it's K-E-R-R-Y-H-A-W-K-0-2. And also that's my website URL. So it's kerryhawk02.com. Um, and feel free to, to follow, friend, reach out, direct message. I'm happy to hear from, happy to hear from you. Awesome. And we'll put all of that into the, the show notes and, and to make sure we do that because um, Carrie has a, a lot of impact on our field and some some amazing work out there to, to check out. So you just said at the top of this interview, all that you do. So I don't want to keep you from that today. So I do want to thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing your story. And thank you for all that you're doing for the MASCD board as well. Thank you, Matt.